Well, bless the Lord for the safe trip down these dangerous highways. The Lord's been good to us today. Uh, my wife is real tired. I'm tired, but she's real tired. But Brother Lanny, it seems like to me, you know, she drove all the way here from Morganton, North Carolina. But she drove on the passenger side. All of you ladies take word. It's something else. A real blessing, though, to have somebody to help you. <laughs> to help you get down the road. Well, I'm rejoicing with the church over this new building. I thank God for what God's going to do for y'all. Sure sounds good here tonight in this service. God blessing Brother he, he, he might be the next Sammy Allen. Boy, if you can raise money like Brother Sammy, you can do it. <laughs> Brother Sammy could, I'm telling you, he could raise money. And uh, as you know, we've lost probably the greatest friend that God's ever let, ever let me have. And I appreciate uh, Brother Allen. I won't never forget. When I, we're going to have that count meeting next week. Brother Randy will do his best, and he's, he's really God's using him there to camp. Thankful to the Lord for it. I appreciate the Lord putting him there. He, uh, he mentioned to me some probably over a year ago, he said, I can't wear that shoe. I said, you don't have to wear his. You've got to wear yours. And so uh, thank God for what the Lord is going to do in the days that lie ahead. But uh, <clears throat> he was talking about that message of pastor that I just left. Uh, saw me uh, probably three or four months ago at a meeting. And he said, hunt that thing up. And I finally found one. And I found, found several of them. And, uh, but I want to thank the Lord for the good that God has done down through the years with blessing us to be able to go to worship. Brother was talking about worship here. I read behind a man one time, and here's what he said. He said, worship God, preachers. He's talking to the men of God. And he said, preach if you can. And uh, I like this atmosphere. I love this atmosphere. I think we had about a church full up here in the choir. <laughs> and these guys down here with these instruments, y'all are doing good. I praise the Lord for what the Lord's doing. Well, if you would, turn with me in your Bible to the book of Job. I'll maybe try to help you a little bit tonight. Brother Ricky's done skint you out this morning. <laughs> I didn't get much response from that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. My pastor, uh, the young man that uh, pastors the church there in Lugol, we don't have many places to go to around there that are fundamental and 
and totes this King James Bible. And uh, he said, uh, he said, you going to be here Sunday? We had revival the last three or four days last week. And I said, no, I'm going to be, and I hesitated a little bit, and I said, I'm going to be with three of the greatest young preachers in America. And I really believe that. I believe God has put his hand on the men that God's let me be with this morning, tonight, and Brother Randy there. <clears throat> I appreciate you, Pastor. And I want to thank God that God raised him up. I remember years ago in uh, Maryland, somewhere over in Maryland, God called on, pastor called on him to preach and God used him. And I told my wife, I said, God's got a man right there. God's going to use him. I appreciate Brother Cape. I didn't know him real well. Thank God for his wife. She's back there. And I uh, appreciate Brother Pentecost. He's been here a long time. <laughs> He got off Noah's Ark. <laughs> yeah, he does, don't he? I appreciate him. Brother Andrew, we thank the Lord for you being here tonight. These missionaries carrying the word of God to other people. I really appreciate the Lord. Blessed Brother Stennett to have that vision and burden for missions. And... Uh, I thank, uh, I thank God for the friends that I was thinking this morning and pastor asked me about some men that they were really, really they were mentors in my life. And I, I thank God for them. The Lord blessed me to probably have some of the greatest men as mentors in my life. I thank God for them. I appreciate so much what the Lord has done. But I'll tell you, Brother Rick, I'm really thrilled that God has put his hand on you young men. Now, my mind won't work as fast as yours did this morning. And I didn't hear the message, but I'd like to hear it. But I'll guarantee you, God has put the all upon these men of God. That's what we're going to need, the touch of God upon the men of God. And I appreciate that. I want you to turn with me, please, to the book of Job. And I want to read a couple of verses. I might ought to read a, a few more verses besides that. I want you to look with me in chapter 7. In chapter 7 of the book of Job. I'll begin reading. I think I'll just begin reading right here in verse number 1. If you'd like to stand with us in reverence to your King James Bible, Job answers one of his friends. Is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? Are not his days also like the days of a hireling? The servant earnestly desireth the shadow 
And as a hireling looketh for the reward of his work, so am I made to possess months of vanity and wearisome nights are appointed to me. When I lie down, he said, I say, when shall I arise? The night be gone. I am full of tossing to and fro until the dawning of the day. My flesh is clothed with worms and clods of dust. My skin is broken and become loathsome. Verse number six says, my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and spent without hope. I want you to come over with me in these verses. And in verse number 17, he capsizes on something that's on my heart tonight. What is man that thou shouldest magnify him and that thou shouldest set thine heart upon him? Mm. That thou shouldest visit him, watch this, every morning and try him every morning. Father, I need your touch for this message tonight. I want to thank you for this ministry here, this church. I want to thank you for the Bible Baptist Church. I want to thank you for meeting the needs these years for this church, the old man of God that gave his life to this work. And then, Lord, you, you put your hand and the mantle of God upon the man of God that'll be bringing the messages to these people. And I want to thank you, Lord, for Brother Ricky Gradley. I praise you for how you've raised up young men. We sought long years ago to start praying that you'd send forth labors into your vineyard. And I rejoice in what you've done. And in these difficult days, help us, dear Lord. Help us to be able to help other people in these last days. Bless the word of God to speak to our hearts today. And we'll thank you, Lord. We'll praise you and love you for what you do. Just fill us with thy spirit so that you can say what you want and we'll be pleased in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> you can be seated. I'm, I'll preach to you a little bit tonight about the life of Job. Um, can't cover his whole life, you know that. But there's some things about Job that I'm learning in my late life that I didn't see, Brother Gravely. I first started preaching on the life of Job. I tried to take these Old Testament characters and preach them over the camp and over Concord Church many times. Brother Samuel would have me to do the morning services and, and I love to do this, do these characters, these Old Testament characters. Fell in love with some things I learned about them. And uh, I saw where God put Job through 
trial. I couldn't believe as I read the scriptures years, many years ago, how God would allow this, the scripture says over there in 42, that God let this evil come upon him. And you never know what God's going to do in your life to help you. I'm so glad that I've been through everything that I have been through. Right now I'm suffering with uh, arthritis. That's what they say it is. Um, We never know what's ahead in our life. We don't know how quick. Life is so swift. And a lot of times, uh, like Job here, did not know what was happening to his life. And God sent these trials. He allowed Satan to deal with his life and he permitted him to bring this evil upon this this great man of God. But I want to say it this way, this man that he deeply loved. I'm convinced that God deeply loved Job. He dates back and he's, he's one of our ancestries as far as getting to know the characters of the Bible. And uh, if you look at his life, you look far into his life and uh, days came back where, he, where God restored him greater than he'd ever been. So we move really from the trial hours to those hours of triumph where God showed him how much he loved him and did for him more than he ever could do. But I want to talk to you a little bit about the turmoil in between trial and triumph. Um, Back yonder somewhere, my mind wanders, Brother Ricky, when I read this Bible. I still got pretty good mind for gauging what God's doing. Old Brother Burns got up there that day and his mind was leaving him. And he said, uh, he asked me and Brother Stennett, he said, he said, what page is that on? Couldn't remember where he was at in the Bible. And we said, we don't know. Said, uh, uh, tell me something about it. What you want, we'll look and find it. We'll find it. I know that day will come in all of our lives when we'll not have sufficient mind to take care of things. You know, when Elijah, when Elijah had uh, 
a message from the Lord to deliver to Ahab. All of a sudden, God just reveals to us these men of God. He, he, he allows us to see them in a particular time that he had for their life. And, and that's where you see Elijah. You don't see, you don't see what God was doing with him and what he meant to God beforehand. No doubt that God had been greatly honored by Elijah before he ever became servant. You know, Job, God introduced us to Job at a time when a man who was an upright man whom evidently loved his Lord and, and it's evident that God loved this man. That's right. Satan told the Lord, said, he supposed that, that this man Job loved him and followed him and was a servant to him because of what he had done for him. And, uh, you know, think about there in um, Psalm 86. God reveals himself as being good. And I'm so glad that he's good. And then he exposes the fact in a verse or two later, that he was great. And, and then we're honored to see that the Lord, before he closed that chapter, said that he was gracious. Oh, he has been so gracious to every one of us. He has honored us. Been better to us than we could ever dream. Right now in this age that I'm at, I'm 78 years old. I said the other morning, I got up, I said, Lord, send it left here at 78. I said, Brother Sammy, just a few years later, I said, he, he's gone at 82. And I thought about what Job said, that life is just, is swifter than a weaver shuttle. Life is so fast. If you've got anything that God wants you to do, you better get busy and get it done because you don't have much time. Somewhere back before we were introduced to this man with all of his farm and finances, with all of his, thank God he couldn't take faith away from him. These things that God had graciously bestowed upon him. All of us could attest this morning, uh, this evening, to the fact that when the Lord has done graciously to us, taking care of us, our health, our strength, everything, God's just been so good to us. He's been gracious to us. God was gracious to this man. I see where God saw he had a problem. 
Um, I hope that never happens in my life. That I feel like that I got to know how good I was. You know, if you could just keep yourself from ever thinking anything of yourself. You know, when, when, these, when these men come, they were, they were supposedly Job's friends. God called them their, his friends. And when these men came, they confronted Job. And much of the confrontation that took place was <clears throat> the fact that God was revealing to, to Job things that he needed to know. Well, they accused him. They accused him of being sinful. And the reason that he was going through this hardship of trial was because he had sinned against the Lord. Over there in chapter nine, he said, without a cause, the Lord did this to me. It seemed as though that, uh, that Job knew as much as we read and we know yeah, that's right. that he had been a great blessing in the Lord's work. Well, sacrifice. You see, this, this thing about, uh, let, me, let me mention this thing about uh, verse number 18 again. That thou shouldest visit him every morning. I don't know how long, but I am of the persuasion that God had fixed the heart of Job before he ever presented him. God did that with you. God did that with every man of God. And God, God has to prepare us for the journey that lies ahead. Somehow or another, along with, with God exposing to Satan. See, Satan said, you've built a hedge about him. You've done for him, but then you won't let nothing touch what he's got. He said, if you put your hand you just let me take care of him. I'll show you he'll not be the man. He'll not live for you like you think he will. And so God said, I'll tell you what I'll do. You can't take his life. And you know, Job got so, got so entangled with all of this God had been so good to him. He gave him totality of children. And, and all of a sudden, they're all gone. Every one of them is gone. I don't know what we'd do if that happened to us. McAwee, some years ago, we was preaching together and he was preaching about Job. and He said, I've never lived that close to him. He said, but somehow or another, God knew so much about him. God had such a heart for him. 
that he could place him and his faith in God in the hands of Satan. I want to say this to you. God has, God knows exactly how far he can take any one of us. And I certainly believe that the Lord will not send us through valleys that we cannot conquer. If you are on a mountaintop right now, before you reach your next mountaintop, you'll have to go through a valley. Somehow God has ordained it so that we learn from, well, we study the lives of men and turmoil has just fell in his life. Great trial has just brought misery to his life. He had sacrificed before the Lord faithfully, daily. He came before the Lord with, with his children in mind. He said that he didn't want his children to be separated from the fellowship of God. And I don't know how close they were or what problems that they had, but he was concerned about them. And he constantly, he constantly took them before the Lord and he sacrificed. But this went on so, I don't know how much time it took. And you know, Job made that great statement. Ricky wrote a song about it. Regardless to what happens in your life, you got to remember, he told his wife, he said, listen, he said, you talk about me having integrity. He said, you can't mistreat God. If, he said, you talk like a foolish woman. You talk like a woman not saved. You talk like a woman not believing God, not walking with God. Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, yes. Regardless to what's happening, he never lost his sight about living for God yes. was more important than anything else in the whole yes. world. But in the midst of this turmoil, Job's conflict got great. And you know, he got so bad off that God allowing Satan to bring this evil upon him. He was cutting himself. And he got balls and sores and, and he was cutting himself. He, he's still honoring God, but he knew that he was in deep trouble. Now let me, let me say this. I don't know if Job was trying to say something to God. But he went out there in them ashes where year after year, month after month, time after time, as he brought his children before God. He sacrificed over and over. Now his animals are gone. He has no more. He has nothing else to sacrifice before the Lord. And he crawls over into the ashes. 
that he had made with all the contribution of what he wanted to do for God. And he sat down in the ashes. Let me, uh, let me say to you, you don't know how far trial will take But let me report to you that God never intended trial to hurt you. You may be going through something right now and it may not be as difficult as you see Job going through, but you're going through something and it's troublesome to you. Let me say to you that just stay with the Lord and don't ever lose fight against Satan and whatever he's doing. Job never applauded Satan for what he was doing. Job knew God. Somewhere back yonder before we ever start learning about Job and God sending him through this time of trial, God had had, had the heart for this man and had magnified this man so much. What Job is saying in these verses, I've been with you every morning. What Job was saying, you visited me every day. Every moment, you had a heart for me. And what Job was saying is, and then I want you to get this. You need to get this because every moment of your life is important to God. But every morning should be your devotion. Time, taking time with the Lord. <laughs> if, you, if you've got to work and you, you can't do it, find time somewhere to get along with God. Brother Joe Parson Brother Sammy told me this. He said, we were in a meeting together. And he said, <coughs> Joe, Joe was up early in the morning. I think he prayed from like four to eight. And he, uh, he came in one morning and he said, Brother Sammy, he said, I was in the throne room this morning. Everybody can't get there. But he said this, you can get there, but you don't get there. Yeah. Brother Sammy said, he said, I didn't see you there today. I don't know how much, you know, people, I don't know how much they view us here hanging over them banisters. But I know one thing. They are not in the dark. There may be more people shouting over that $150,000 coming in on the other world than here. <laughs> hey, could I say this to you? Whatever God sends you through, it's only for the purpose of one day, one day bringing you to a time of triumph. Don't think that these days of hardship are things that happen to you because God is dissatisfied with you. His heart is still toward you. He still wants to magnify the people of God. He loves his children. 
He's been gracious to all of us. We don't deserve the good that God has done. We don't deserve to have such a great God as we've got. And we don't deserve all this graciousness that he does for us. I don't care how nice the building will be over there. You'll never forget what God did for you here. I remember when Brother Sammy took me in there to show, show me the building. They were near finished. Y'all been to Concord, you know. And, and I said, Brother Sammy, he said, tell me, Mirren. That's the way he talked to me. He said, what you see? I said, it's beautiful, Brother Sammy. But I said, over there, he's talking about that other little building there we worship in. I said, I sure hope we don't lose nothing we had here. And God wants to be so close to you. It's, it's like, you see, the, the veil's been lifted. The opportunity is ours to get up every day and head in. I was thinking the other day about how, how wonderful it'd be if a person could live in that environment all the time. But the throne life where God is in control of everything, he won't take any other position. He only wants to be in authority over our life. And over and over, Job mentioned there in one place, I believe it's chapter 13, he said, Canst thou, by searching, find out God? I'll give you the answer, no. Yeah. You won't get to know. But I'll tell you what, God is love. And he proves his love to the church. He's there every day for you when you didn't know. It's, it's, it's like I was reading behind somebody one time and I was studying about the shepherd life and here's what he said. He said, before day, while you're still asleep, that God is raining the dew upon the grass so the sheep can eat. And I thought to myself, what a great blessing it is for God to go even beyond the man of God and bring in the dew where you can enjoy the good grass early in the morning. Isn't it amazing what God does do for us? Every message, just regardless to where he takes his text, God speaks to our heart. He takes us down that road how great privileges for before the Lord. Brother Sammy talked about this, this life of prayer. And Brother Sammy always talked about, uh, he said, when it comes to a closet, he said, the great problem that we have with our closet prayer life, we leave too many doors open. You need to shut the doors and get along with him. It's not what he's done for you 
that makes him important. It's what he is and what God wants to be to you is your dearest friend. Through all of this turmoil that's happening in Job's life, he hadn't, did not have any understanding. He got all the way to chapter 42. And the Lord told him, said, you're dissatisfied with these friends. He said, uh, He lifted the captivity of Job. When? When he prayed for his friend. You see, he was not going to side with them of his being who he was. He's not going to. He's going to be prideful regardless. He's going to be arrogant. Well, I want to say this to you. Whatever is in your life, God has been good to all of us, but we're not... We're not to praise God for what he has done for us. We're to praise God for him. What he is in our life. I bless the Lord for everything he's done for me, but I thank him for these years that he's let me live. You see, my uh, mother died when I was three. And my father died when I was six. My stepmother raised me. And she was, in 1978, she was dying. Lungs filled with water. Had cancer in her arm. And uh, she waited on. She told the nurse and the doctor, said, I've got to live until he gets here. And I got there. She died shortly after I left. And she told me, she said, your daddy said God was going to use you. I said, how did he know? He said, Grandma, Grandma told Daddy, said, I've been praying and said, none of my sons have yielded themselves to the Lord for obedience to the Lord. And said, uh, God revealed to her, said, I'm going to do it with the grand boy. And I'm thankful that I was around. But you need to be thankful that somebody, somewhere, is taking you in an open arm situation that they might help you. Somebody's been praying for you. And I want to say this, what we need to do is we need to seek God in multiple times of prayer. We need to get up every morning and head toward the altars of the Lord and let God help us. You know, I thought, let me read you something here. In the closing, in the closing chapter here, he said, uh, he said the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters. And all they that had been of his acquaintance before. And did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemourned him. Comforted him. Over all the evil that the Lord 
had brought upon him. Every man. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and 1,000 yoke of oxen and 1,000 sheds. Seven sons and three daughters. Over and over, the Lord was good to him. He was great in his life and he was gracious. And one of these days, Job will come to the place where he realizes that he had a heart for me. He's got a heart for us. And he wants to help us. I didn't fool with the outline and I don't think it was any good. I want to, Brother Stennett used to, they'd call on me to preach in the morning and I'd get up and preach and uh, I'd go back and sit down and Brother Stennett would hand me a little piece of paper. I said, what on earth is in that? He said, an outline. <laughs> I said, you come up with it, you preach it. I never did use outlines much. I love them. And I appreciate a man can do what he did with outlines. I appreciate the young men that God's using just to tell the truth to us and present it in such a way. I'm just too old-fashioned to change. But I bless the dear Lord these young men that God's put in the ministry. God's let us have some great, great men. Looking forward to what the Lord's going to do here at the camp meeting. Your pastor's going to preach Monday night, I think. And I'll be looking forward to hearing from him. You know, you got something here that you need to bless the Lord for. My son, my son was in a meeting. Him and Rick and them, they were singing and Sam said, you know, they just got all out of whack everywhere. Everybody was in the altar screaming and crying and talking to the Lord. Pastor come up and said, what on earth have y'all done? We hadn't done anything. He said, what happened here? Pastor asked. My son's. He said, I don't know. He said, but if my dad was here, said he'd say this is the atmosphere that God operates in. That's what you've got here. You've got an atmosphere where God is. I, feel, I was sitting back yonder. My wife said, Are you going down to sit? I said, I don't think I can get up. But I said... This is so good, I want to watch it. I enjoy. I enjoy. I enjoy you popping up, testifying, telling all about what God has done for you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Be thankful in everything. Praise the dear Lord. Thank you, Pastor, for letting me come by.
I loved, I loved to be here. I lived close enough to where I'd come. You never dreamed, Brother Pentecost. Been over there for 20-something years when God had this place here set up for you. It's amazing. I've been praying for years for Lugoff because I was born and raised there. I said, God, let a church get started there if you want me to go, and I never could get no leadership to go. But when God saved that dope addict over and put him in the ministry, he's wild as a buck. He said, you think I ought to calm down? I said, never on your life. I said, stay just as wild as you are. Gets up on the pulpit sometimes to preach. But I prayed all those years and God raised up a man, saved him by his grace and put him in there. The Lord knew that old brother Kate was going to be going. And he set up things. He's good at it. And he fixed it. He fixed it where the man of God would be here to help y'all. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the message he preached this morning because I've heard all about it already and I never heard it preached. So it's got to be good. So I love all of y'all and appreciate you. Thank you for having this old-fashioned religion, the old-time way. Oh, I just bless the Lord for it. The songs, the singing, the specials, the choir does everything. I love it all. And I want to bless the Lord that I had the privilege to be here tonight to get in on it. I told Mama coming up the road, I said, well, we had a good time this morning. I said, but we're headed to church tonight. Yeah. Milton Taylor got out one time, he's preached a great message on the blood of Christ and he got out the car and he said, Helen, I'm taking you back to church tonight. <laughs> it's good to be able to be God's children and worship the Lord. Thank you so much.